Welcome back to Axiom Youth Podcast. This lesson is entitled Vessels. It's being taught by Brother Thomas Valerie. We hope you enjoy. Thank you for tuning in. Take us to a place we've never seen before. You've done the impossible. We know tonight that Jesus changes everything. Jesus changes everything if you allow Him to do it. He can't change what He doesn't have access to. If He doesn't have every part of your heart, every part of your life, He can't change everything. But when you surrender to Him, when you surrender your desires and pick up what he has for your life there's the change you have a heart change you have a mind change you look at people differently your friends your family you treat them better and it's because of jesus you can be seated tonight thank you for worshiping i'm sort of in a conundrum tonight so yesterday, so basically all this week and, and last week, I had an idea of what I wanted to preach about tonight. And uh, yesterday, last night, I didn't, uh, I didn't feel real good about it. I felt like it was empty. I felt like... Uh, I shouldn't preach it. So this morning, the Lord said, okay, let's change it up. So, I don't have any notes. I'm just going to wing it. But I think it's going to be good. The Lord's going to help me. I got to, to thinking about... An old song. Who who's ever heard of God's He's still working on me? He's still working on me. Right? You young people? Yes? Okay, you one. We got one. Raise your hand. Don't be shy. One, two, okay. Okay. Who knows the verses? Nobody, okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna read it to you. I'm not gonna sing it. I could probably sing it, but I don't know the, the tune to the verses, so I'm not going to sing the verses. But the chorus says, He's still working on me to make me what I need to be. Yeah? It took Him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient He must be, because He's still working on me. First verse, there really ought to be a sign upon my heart. There ought to be a sign upon my heart. Don't judge him yet. There's an unfinished part. But I'll be better just according to his plan. Fashioned by the master's loving hands. Second verse, I like this. And it's where I'm going towards tonight. In the mirror of his word, reflections that I see. Makes me wonder why he never gave up on me. 
But he loves me as I am and helps me when I pray. Remember, he's the potter and I'm the clay. If I had a title tonight, which it won't be on the screen, probably, unless Brother Aiden can work up some magic, no pressure. Um, the title will be Vessels. Vessels. Who brought their Bible? Sam and Joe? Well, it can be digital. I'll accept that. My my Bible's digital tonight. So let's see here. I did not put these scriptures in order, so please bear with me. We'll start with this one. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse five through nine. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. So what is the writer of of this scripture talking about earthen vessels. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Well, what, Brother Caleb, what was Adam made out of? Dirt. Lord made dirt and the dirt don't hurt, right? Huh? Okay. So that's what he's talking about. He, when he says earthen vessels, he's talking about what is a vessel? What is a vessel first? It's something that contains. It's a container, right? So he's talking about man being able to contain something, right? So normally something that might contain water or And pretend like I didn't hear that. So, but the scripture says we have this treasure. What is the treasure? I would say it's the Spirit of God. It's the Holy Ghost. If you have the Holy Ghost, it is the treasure that you seek. Okay? It's the, it's the treasure that you contain. Okay? 1 Corinthians, or 1 Corinthians, chapter 6, 19 through 20 says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? What? You don't know that? 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So it says right there that you are the temple, 
the temple contains, it's a vessel of the Holy Ghost, right? So what am I trying to say tonight? Brother Cale, have you been paying attention? Okay. I'm going to pick on you tonight because you're sharply dressed and you're right in front. There we go. Everybody else is sharply dressed too. But anyways. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 10. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Does that make sense? No, because you weren't reading along. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 10. Um, It's basically saying, you were dead in sin. If you don't if you have not repented, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name, uh, if you have not received the Holy Ghost, you are dead in sin. You cannot have a spiritual life uh, according to the Word of God without those things. So it's saying you were dead in trespasses and sins and mistakes and things that the world did to bring you down you followed the world and what you wanted to do instead of what god wanted to do in your life and it says that you did according to the 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 uh the prince of the power of the air who is that no that is satan that is satan he is the prince of the power of the air this spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Uh-oh. Disobedience. You notice how he said children of disobedience? Oh, you're a child. Um, I'm not going to go there. If you're a child and you disobey, I guess you're following after the prince of the power of the air, according to the... Scripture. That's heavy. I'm so sorry. This is supposed to be uplifting tonight. We're going to go somewhere, okay? I'm, I'm trying to give y'all hope tonight because every every time I feel like I get up here to preach, I feel like I'm like, rah, rah, rah. And it, I feel really, well, I was about to say, I feel really heavy. Amen. We're going to lighten it up, though. We're going to lose some weight tonight. Amen. Oh, this is going to be a good service, I could tell. All right. But, (laughs) all right. But we're going to go on to verse number four. Here's the good part. Here's the weight loss program. 
But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. Who's thankful for grace? I am. And hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That feeling that you feel when you go to NAYC or HYC or at a youth rally or in in church service or in youth service, that is what he's talking about when he says, hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. When you experience the power of the Holy Ghost, that's what he's talking about. It goes on to say that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. You can't give yourself the Holy Ghost. It is the gift of God. Not of works. There it is again. You can't work hard enough to get the Holy Ghost. Lest any man should boast. Lest any man say, I gave myself the Holy Ghost. I have accomplished something. And I don't need God. That doesn't make sense now, does it, Brother Caleb? How can one give someone yourself the the spirit of God and not need God but people try to do it people try to buy the Holy Ghost people try to manipulate the spirit of God and it just doesn't work okay for we are his workmanship this is where I'm trying to get to tonight we are his workmanship Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. If there's going to be any works involved, it's going to be God working through us, right? We are His workmanship. We are His uh, His His craft, right? We're His creation. It says which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them, the good works. So sometimes I know the devil likes to get in our heads. He said, you have done all of these things, Thomas. He, call, he, calls my na- he knows my name. Or at least that's what pops into my head sometimes. He says, you've done this, 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 and this throughout your life. Do you really think that God has forgiven you? Do you really believe that you're called to be a minister? Do you really believe that you're supposed to be where you're at right now? Do you really believe that God has put you here? And so I know if I'm going through something like that, that other people are as well. It's very easy to listen to that voice. It's very easy to 
to hear it and to to go along with it and to lose confidence in your salvation, to lose confidence in what God is doing in, in, in your life. So I want to tell you a story. It's found in Jeremiah chapter 18. Jeremiah was told by the Lord to go to the potter's house. He said, when you get to the potter's house, I'm going to speak to you. He said, I went down to the potter's house, and he had a lump of clay on the wheel, right? And the vessel, the the, the thing that he was making with his hands, have you ever seen uh, a potter, he makes things with his hands, he forms it, he shapes it. Well, Jeremiah is watching this, this potter, and as he's shaping it, something happens, and the Bible says it was marred in his hands. While, he was, while the, the, the clay was in his hands, something broke off. Maybe something got a little too thin in one place, and it just kind of spun off. But here's what I want you to realize that the devil would like to tell you that since you are marred, you are not worthy of being used. Since you are marred, since you're damaged, you're not worthy to become something great for the Lord. But here's what I want you to see. It says, so he made it again, another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. He didn't throw it away. It says, he made it again. He didn't throw away that lump of clay. He made it into another vessel. Okay, maybe it wasn't going to be the vessel that he originally intended but he made it again, another vessel, what seemed good to the potter. See, I'm not going to pretend that you're not going to go through trials. You're not going to go through situations, Brother Caleb, Brother Dalton, that's potentially going to change your life. Probably not for the good. Okay? If you go through those things, don't lose hope. If you go through those things, don't lose that hope that's within you. That you are a vessel. That you are the container of the Holy Ghost. Because if the devil ever gets in your head, he owns you. And that can have a negative effect in your life. You won't be what God has called you to be if you allow the devil to reign in your mind and in your heart. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 says, 
But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. What's the, what's the these that he is telling us to purge ourselves from? I've got scripture for that. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 9 says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. It goes on to say, And such were some of you, but you are washed, you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. The Lord wants to make you into a vessel of honor. Ladies, he wants to make you into a vessel of honor. If you wear something that is immodest, if you do something that is flirtatious and causing men to be led on, that's causing you to be created into a vessel of dishonor. Men, young men, if you don't respect a woman and you, you, you decide that you want to do something that you shouldn't, and you know that you shouldn't because you've been taught it, and it's in your mind, and, and, and you're being created in a, in a way that is dishonorable. Okay. Just think of some honorable vessels in your house. Does that make sense? What can be considered honorable? Not an urn, brother um, Dalton. Not an urn. Huh? Yeah, well, an urn holds ashes and things. But anyways, I, I guess you could consider that as honorable. But a bowl that you can eat soup out of, right? Funny story. Hannah was uh, telling me about her boss the other day. <laughs> the sink was clogged up, correct? So he goes to the bathroom. This is the kitchen sink, by the way. He goes to the bathroom and grabs the plunger out of the bathroom and proceeds to plunge the sink, the kitchen sink. I would say, I would say, that the plunger from the bathroom is indeed dishonorable. 
The kitchen sink may be more honorable than the bathroom plunger. And now that the bathroom plunger is in the kitchen sink, my wife will not use that sink anymore. Same thing. Same thing with us. If we want God to use us, we don't need to let that dirty plunger be in our life. We don't need to have the things of this world to defile our life. You get where I'm going? But God has, He still has you in His hands. You're not finished yet. The devil wants to tell you that you're done. You can't live for the Lord. There's nothing you could do about it. You're always going to be a sinner, no matter what. You're never going to be good enough. Even Brother Jared and Brother Thomas are preaching down your neck, and they're giving you rules and things that you need to do, and I just can't do all of it. That's what he wants you to think. Of course you can't do all of that on your own. You need the Spirit of God. We all, we, none of us can do everything that it takes to make it to heaven on our own. We've got to have the Holy Ghost. Of course we're not worthy. But we're in the Master's hands. We're in the Potter's hands. He's making us a vessel of honor. And He's not going to throw us away. See, when a potter is shaping a vessel, what does he have to keep doing if it, to, to make it moldable? He has to keep, it, keep water on it so it doesn't harden out, harden up, right? doesn't dry out. Because once it becomes hard, you can't do anything with it. Okay? So the difference is, is while you're in the master's hand, you need to be moldable to be shapeable. You don't need to harden your heart to the word of God. Does this make sense? Because God wants to do something great in your life. I keep on looking over here, I'm sorry. It's just something somebody Sorry. The Lord wants to do something for your lives. Every single one of you. He wants to use you. He wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. He wants you to be that container of the Holy Ghost, the temple of the Holy Ghost. When you think of a temple, what do you think of? Something that's gigantic and beautiful and covered in gold and shiny. With all seriousness, if the if the devil, if if a voice in your head is telling you that you're not good enough, if you feel in your heart that God can't do anything with me, I may still come to church but I'm just going to talk to my friends. 
That's the only reason why I'm coming to church. And so you harden your heart. You don't let the Word of God seep in. I want to tell you specifically, I don't know who it is. I want to tell you specifically, God has something for you. And God is shaping you into what He wants you to be. You can't fathom, you can't think of everything that God wants to do with you and for you. If you would just open up your heart to Him. If you would just let Him in. If you would just say yes for just once. Maybe you've said yes before. And then when you went to school, you hung out with your old friends and they pulled you down. And they told you, hey, why are you still, why are you doing those things? That's not cool. That's not, that doesn't benefit you. That's not going to get you anywhere. So you slacked off. You ran away from God. And the only reason why you're coming to church right now is that you don't know. Something to get you out of the house, maybe. not going to leave you. He's not going to leave you alone. He's right there. All you've got to do is let him mold you. You've got to say yes to him. He wants to help you with that pain that you're dealing with. He wants to help you get out of that situation that's that's captured your heart and sometimes you you can't go to sleep at night because you keep thinking about it he can help you with that so I want us to find a place to pray tonight I, I believe the Lord wants to do something let's find a place to pray thank you Jesus episode of Axiom Youth Student Ministries. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you've enjoyed and we hope you'll come back for the next one. Thank you for tuning in.